With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Boom! Daddy's back. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on. Fox Sports Radio. I would give out the phone numbers, yet I've been here like 30 minutes. I don't really know. I kid, I kid. Good to be back on uh, Sirius XM, and as well as all of our terrestrial affiliates. More to come. iHeartRadio app as well. Uh, you can tweet me, at Gottlieb Show. You can call us, 877-99 on Fox. They gave me a piece of paper Reading is fundamental, and that I can do for you. If you haven't listened to the Doug Gottlieb Show, don't worry. Uh, we're no longer under cover of darkness in the Witness Protection Program. Instead, we're at the big boys at Fox Sports Radio, which uh, I believe Clay Travis has talked about the best 12 hours of radio. Let's just call it death row, right? So just compile all the best talent, and uh, it won't be Hot Take Central here. We'll have some of the best guests, including Shaquille O'Neal, Big Aristotle, who's going to join us in about 15 minutes here on the show. And you will hear a unique conversation between two men who could not make a free throw. That's right. Shaq couldn't make a free throw. He's one of the all-time greats. I couldn't make a free throw. I'm not one of the all-time greats. Yet, we'll talk about Andre Robertson and not the fact that his name is either mispronounced by his family 
or mispronounced by all the rest of us. It's Andre Robertson. We got a lot to get to today. We'll take some calls later on this hour. We will talk a little NFL football. That's a unique one. That's a new one. Jabril, Prepl, Jabril Peppers people saying, uh, that's a that's a tough tongue-tied twister, right? That's the Peter Pepper picked a something of pickled peppers, right? Jabril Peppers uh, pleading that he was actually sick. He was dehydrated. That's why his... Uh, his urine sample was <clears throat> diluted. Wouldn't have to be with the sticky icky icky, would it? All right, we got a lot to get to. So we'll talk some peppers. We'll talk some. Which Long retired today? Chris Long was with the Pats last year and was with the Rams before that. Jake Long, who's the former number one overall pick, retired. I do think there's something interesting about Jake Long retiring and how you may perceive his career. Was he a bust? What did he underachieve? Uh, did he properly achieve for number one overall pick? It's really interesting on how you look at guys and their level of achievement in their career based upon where they're drafted, how much money they make, even more so than what they actually do on the football field. We'll get to that a little bit later on this hour. We got some NFL for you. We got some Steve Kerr's bad back and why uh, that could be the redemption tour for part of the Golden State Warriors and why I don't buy that the Patriots are still not trading Jimmy Garoppolo. All that to come. Let's get to the news story of the day, which is the NBA playoffs. And Russell Westbrook's team continuing to struggle to finish games. Yesterday was a a unique one. Yesterday was one in which the Thunder did a great job limiting James Harden, took him completely offensively out of the game, and yet gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter and lost at home in a very winnable game. Lost that game for a couple of reasons. Defensive rebounds down the stretch. Couldn't stop Nene. And Andre Robertson couldn't make a free throw. Couldn't make a free throw. But more than anything, more than anything, yesterday was a sign of why Kevin Durant left. Sometimes you look and you're like, why did he leave? They were up three games to one last year against the Golden State Warriors. They were this close. They had a young team. They traded for... Uh, Victor Oladipo, and the thought was like, hey, these are the guys he grew up with. Why would you leave and join a team that had won 73 games that already won a title that was up three games to win themselves? Like, why would you do that? Why would you join? And then you watch yesterday and you're like, oh, like you may have thought it was about Westbrook. It probably wasn't. Was that a was that part of it? Yeah, it's a little part of it. You may thought it was about going to Golden State, which is in Oakland. You get a chance to kind of explore new territory, being in San Francisco, wonderful city, different fans. You may have thought it was about Steve Kerr. They talked about playing with joy and passion. For about Like, all that is, end of the day, Kevin Durant said, I'm leaving my decision at the end of the season. This is last year this time. It's going to be a basketball decision. And if you're watching from Russell Westbrook's perspective, that was harder than it should have been. And then... Like, did his team fail? Sure. Did he have another spectacular statistical game? Yes. But wasn't it really, really hard when Robertson can't make a free throw and then you just don't have anybody else that can make a play? As opposed to going to Golden State, where you have Steph, you have Clay, you have Iguodala, you have Draymond Green, you have space to be you. And I was on with Colin Cowherd earlier today, and when he left ESPN... I mean, I even thought as a friend of Collins, like, hey, man, that's a big place. You had a big job. And as he said, like, I wasn't leaving ESPN. I was on ESPNU. And then you 
you spend a moment around him and you see how he's treated. Then you watch and he's on the pregame show for the NFL. Then you watch and they're on Super Bowl coverage. Like, oh, I get it now. I get it. Uh, My dad, uh, who, of course, passed away a couple years ago, he didn't think I should leave. This is like five years ago. Five years ago. Like, you know, you know, that's that's the place. That's the spot. I was like, look, it's kind of changing. And I want to do the final four. And he was very anti-moving, changing, evolving, like, go where you know it's safe. You can collect checks for a long time. I did my first Final Four, and he called me afterwards, and he said, you were right. It's a bigger platform. And I know if he was alive today, if he saw last week in the the instant integration with all the FS1 people, the relationships that we're building at, at Fox Sports Radio, some of the ones I already had, he have gone like, well, that makes sense. Being back in Southern California on the same time slot where many of you have listened for the last 10 years. Sometimes you just, it takes a second to go like, oh, like all of my friends in the business watched last week. We were on a show called Speak for Yourself. And like, dude, that's that's a the perfect vibe for you. And the radio here is a perfect vibe. And so when I watched Russell Westbrook, and I even listened, think about if you're Russell. Now remember, he only has a year left on the extension. Remember last year he was celebrating, he signed an extension. It's basically an year extension. One year, and then he's going to go through it all again. You know, he didn't have to treat Barry Trammell, who writes for the Oklahoma in this way. He didn't have to. They don't like each other, or at least he doesn't like Barry Trammell, because Barry Trammell, I think he is a talented writer. I don't agree with half of the things that he writes, but it's not for lack of talent. It's not that he can't put senses together. He just sometimes perceives things differently. But coming off a game in which the Oklahoma City Thunder are a plus 14, meaning they're 14 points better than the Rockets when... Westbrook's in the game, and a minus 17 when he's out of the game. And they lost all momentum at the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter when he was out of the game. Take a listen to how Russell Westbrook kind of tries to step in and fix the answer to a, I think, a sensible question from Barry Trammell. I'm not trying to split you up, but twice in three games, you guys have not played well at all when you've gone to the bench. That's fine. And I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Say, Russell, you ain't played well at all. Say, Russell and the team haven't played well. Don't say when Russell goes out, the team don't play well. It don't matter. We in this together. That may that may be Russell, but I asked Stephen a question, cool. and it's a legitimate. Me and you. Next question. It's a legitimate question. Next question. You know the the interesting about think of, the interesting thing about it is, we don't want to split you up, but I he can't answer your question, right? Like, in an effort for Russell Westbrook to make it sound like it's all of us in together, he's making it sound like I will answer the hard questions for all these guys, like Stephen Adams who, by the way, is really funny, witty, great with the media. Like, he's incapable of answering a question however he wants to answer it. The process of it makes it more difficult, makes it less fun. You have to find explanations for what is a very, very logical and sensible question. Why do you guys stink so bad? Like, before the season, we thought Steven Adams had a chance to be a, an all-star. Right? Ennis Cantor, uh, for better or for worse, should be a better offense player. Victor Oladipo was seen as, you know, if he's with a little better surrounding cast and he was in Orlando, he could he's a very young player, he could take his game to the next level. Like, you go around, and you're like, they got some other guys that people have had value for. Why do you take one guy off the floor and you guys are non-competitive? And it's not like you're going against the starters of the Rockets. You're going against their backups. Backups against backups, or even starters without Westbrook against backups, they should be better. And they're not. It's a reasonable question. And the only possible answer is, like, 
threefold, I think. One, they lack confidence. Some of that is Westbrook kind of has their, he's he's all of their ego. He's all of their bravado. You take him away from that, and they don't know who they are, what they're supposed to do. Uh, secondly, they're just not that good, right? That That stands to be a possibility. And then it kind of also gets in your head. He's not in the game. We're not any good. The pressure's on us. All of these things could be answered, but Russell stepped in. And why do you have to step in? Because he knows there's no possible answer that Steven Adams can give that can't be deciphered as something negative about the bench or about Russell. And oh yeah, by the way, isn't factually accurate. Like, I watched the game yesterday. I told people last week, I watched LeBron James play these last couple of games, and that's what it was like. If you were too young to remember, that's what Jordan was like. That's what Magic was like. They just... Found a way to take find a way to take over a game late, and there's this sense of inevitability. I know that Paul George had another shot to win it, and the only place in which Paul George makes a game winning shot seems to be this Gatorade ad. But I watched last week, and I'm like, and this weekend, that's what Jordan was like. I don't think that LeBron is Jordan. I don't think he'll ever be Jordan. But that's what it was like. Additionally, additionally, I watched. Yesterday, and I, if it wasn't an epiphany to me, I felt like I always sensed it, but I knew it. And if Kevin Durant was watching that game at home on his couch, he was like, yeah, dude, I feel your pain. I know what it's like to have Andre Robertson who can't make a free throw. He's kind of in the way offensively. Like Steven Adams is good. He's athletic. But like you can't throw him the ball at the low post and say, get me a bucket. You just don't have enough bucket getters on that team, and it makes it really hard when you're a star offensive player and there's no space on the floor. Yesterday's game was the reason that Kevin Durant left. And if you can't see it, you couldn't see it why Cowherd left to come to Fox or why I left to come to Fox. You can't see why any or why Romo is going leaving the NFL to go to go broadcast. There's that epiphany aha moment and for me it happened at the end of that game and in the press conference. This is the Doug Gottlieb show. Celebrating 100 podcast, Shaquille O'Neal joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Shaq, how are you? Douglas Eugene Gottlieb, how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing great. Look, I know you always said you made free throws when it counted, and there are some yes. stats to back up the fact that in, some, not all, some stats to back up the fact you did make the free throws in the playoffs. Uh, yes. But what was your thoughts when you saw Andre Robertson, who's shooting 11 percent from the free throw line now in this series? At the line late against Houston. Phil Jackson told me one time, I'm not going to bail your ass out. If you want to win, you got to make them. And, you know, even though he missed all those free throws, they still had ample opportunity to win the game. You know, I, I think I think ben, Billy Donovan is not a panicker, so he didn't panic. It was still enough time to, to, you know, win the game. Of course, when you lose a close game, the first thing people go to is free throws. But I always say, okay, what about the guard that missed those two jumpers? What about this guy that didn't get that rebound? And, you know, they let it get away. And, you know, uh, it's a game of chess, not checkers. And, uh, you know, Mike D'Antoni, you know, he's, he, you know, he's always been that type of coach. You know, he played the percentages, and the percentages helped him. Shaquille O'Neal joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Were you a, were you a Russell or a, a James Harden MVP guy? I'm a Russell MVP guy because, you know, what he has done – hasn't been done for such a long time. Uh, you know, 
when I was young, uh, people always used to say Big O did this, Big O did that. Now kids are going to say Russell Westbrook did this, Russell Westbrook did that. Uh, James Harden has had a hell of a year. You can't take that away from him. But uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, you know, what he's done, averaging triple-double for the season, is just phenomenal. You know, I saw yesterday, and between Russell, and Russell had statistically a great game, but it's so hard because there isn't space for him. You know, one of the things that Phil and the Lakers did for you, that Pat did for you when you were in Miami, was they got pieces around you that fit how you played so that if if you were double-teamed, you could pass. And if they didn't double-team you, obviously you're, you're going to score. I watched yesterday, and I thought, well, that's why KD left. Like, if you had any questions why he left, there's a perfect example. There just wasn't the space because the teammates aren't good enough offensively to allow him to be him. Do you see it the same way? Uh, he definitely, he definitely needs some new, uh, some, some, some more shooters around him, you know, cause he's a type that can put his head down and get to the hole anytime. If he was, uh, you know, had a guy like Rondo out there with him, uh, you know, I mean, excuse me, not Rondo. Like if he had like a, a Kyle Korver out there with him or, uh, you know, a, a guy that can stretch the floor and, and shoot, shoot very, very consistently from the three ball, I think it'd be better. But you know what? You don't complain. You work with Kuz uh, out there on the court, and uh, you know they made the playoffs. They played well. See, because a lot of people thought they weren't, weren't going to even make the playoffs, so they made the playoffs. You know, he's utilizing his guys. He's sticking up for his guys. I know you saw the press conference last night. And I don't want to hear about when I go out, the guys don't play well. Just say, hey, when I go out, the team doesn't play well. So you know, he's sticking up for his guys. Hey, you gotta. Whoever you're in the, in, the, in the trenches with, that's who you got to fight with. Yeah, so you got to roll with. You played for Mike Brown in Cleveland. Uh, that obviously was a while ago. He's since been the head coach in uh, with the Lakers. That didn't work out. Now he's assistant with the Warriors, but he's the acting head coach because Steve Kerr has the back issue, which has caused his entire body to feel awful, like he's like he's got the flu. Uh, how big a how big a drop off is there going to be with Steve Kerr on the shelf and Mike Brown on the sideline? Well, first I want to wish. Uh, Steve for a speedy recovery. I know he's going through a lot. Uh, Mike Brown is is an excellent coach. He's a good, excellent old man. He's not going to panic. And when you play on a veteran team that has a sour taste in the mouth, you don't really have to do much coaching. You know, it's just you know you just gotta make sure and you know maintain that they do everything correctly because you know when you're when you're a team that wants to get back, you want to get back. Sometimes you can get out of sync, you know. So, uh, you know, coach's job, especially with a veteran team, is say, hey, we're not rebounding, or hey, you know, a little bit more ball movement. You know, it ain't about calling plays. You know, Steph and Clay, they already know all the plays. And, you know, Draymond's just going to play defense. They're actually playing good. They're playing so good that the number one for the Golden State Warriors looks good. Yeah, yeah, I I it's it's fascinating to watch and to see if he gets a chance at, at the Cavs. Speaking of the Cavs, uh, do you do you put do you put LeBron in the in the MJ category? Like, where do you put him in the lineage? Now he never lost first round series. You saw there was kind of a different. Um, you know, people ask me that question a lot. I'm I'm biased. Like, you know, I think guys like MJ and Dr. J and Magic and Bird. They're on a league but by themselves. They're, they're like, you know, like the forefathers of this great fraternity, and then everybody else comes after. You know, it would be hard to compare guys because they really never played against each other, but Mike was a machine, and I know LeBron was a machine too, but I don't really get get involved in answering if you put him in the Mike category. It's just he's a great player. I know, I know Mike set an example for him, paved the way for him. 
he tried to follow. Well, I know he followed Kobe and, you know, tried to follow D-Wade and all those guys, too. He's definitely one of, the, one of the greatest players to play the game. So the question is, is he a top-ten player to ever play the game? Answers yes. Okay, so how do, how do, will the game, in your opinion, Shaquille O'Neal joining us, will it ever evolve back into what it was previously? And here's what I mean. I'm watching the Cavs. And Shaq, they got Channing Fry at center, and he's he's 25 feet from the basket. Like, they have the lane completely open. Everyone's playing small ball. Everyone's shooting threes. Now, look, few people have ever had the, the, the sheer size and mass and strength that you have, and so there's not going to be that many human beings that are that big, or have been or will be that big and that skilled in the future. But the fact is that it's still so much more physical down there. It's really hard to score down low, as opposed to out in the perimeter, you can't touch anybody and three being more than two. I'm just wondering, from a guy who played, you came in the league in kind of the golden era of so many of these, so many of the centers, right? Team was built around their centers, from Pat Ewing to Zoe to all the other big guys, to now everybody's playing small ball. Will it ever get back into what it used to be? I think, you know, the players are, that are playing now are products of their environment. And what I mean by that, you know, you mentioned all the, all the great centers I played against with. When I was in high school and college, that's what I saw. That's what I patted myself. So all the guys that are in the league now, because of all the damage I was doing down low, and you see guys stretch out, and you, know, you see Tim Duncan and Dirk Nowitzki and, and Kevin Garnett stretch out, that's what the guys of this generation is playing like now because they, they were like, you know what, I probably can't do what Shaq does on there, but I know I can face up and hit the 15-footer. And that's what you got now. So you got guys in you know college now that are going to be entering the draft going to be the same thing. I haven't seen I haven't seen a big big guy with a complete post game in about nine ten years. Yeah, maybe De- uh, Demarcus Cousins, but even Cousins are now out there shooting threes, right? Like he's a really yeah. good back to basket yeah. player, but even he wants to shoot jump shots. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's easier. It looks pretty, but I don't like it as a big man. You know, I like to see center do center moves, like you know, keep Elijah one style footwork. But uh, you know, I think small ball is here to stay. I would I would tend to agree with you if you had to bet. Charles's salary. Forget about your salary. I don't want you to bet your salary. You have to bet Charles's salary on Warriors, Cavs in the finals, or somebody else in the field. Which which side would you take? It, so far, it's looking like a a, a, a Cavs Golden State three match, not a rematch, a three match. That's what it's looking like so far. Uh, I don't know. No, no, I mean, I mean, Golden State looks so good. Like, you know, both teams, it seems like they have a switch. Like, uh, you know, the other day, Portland had a 16-point lead, and Mike Brown called the timeout and said, hey, as soon as we get to playing our ball, we'll be all right. And then Clay Thompson just came out here 11 straight points. And, you know, same thing with uh, LeBron versus the, the Pacers the other day. They were down 26, and LeBron just took over the game with Kevin Love and Tyree Irving on the bench. So both teams have a switch. I, I – I really can't answer that yet. I gotta, I gotta kind of uh, just sit back and uh, just like you and wait to see who who the final two teams are. All right, but the, I can't answer that question right the, now because the, both teams are playing great. The hundredth episode of the Big Podcast with Shaq is available today. You can go to podcastone.com. Do you still enjoy it? A hundred shows in, are you still having fun doing the pod? Yes, I'm having fun. Uh, John Kincaid and my guy, good friend Rob Jenner's. Uh, we, do, we do a good job. At, that's not a sports show. You know, our thing is if uh, we ask for an hour of your time, we want to make you laugh, we want to entertain you. You know, we talk about uh, certain subjects. You know, we have a, a, a game that we call Borderline. We talk about 
uh, touchy subjects, but yes, and I'm looking. For, I, I can't wait to the 200th show. Okay, so what's the, what's the borderline subject of the day? Give me the one that's the touchy subject that you're into. Uh, whenever. <laughs> I can't do it. Like Come on, show. man. Just, give, just, give, just you got to tease it. You got to give like me a reason. Show, show, because your show is PG thirteen. Mine is rated R. I know. Can, can you? But can you? Can you paint the picture and get me close to where I can imagine what you're talking about? <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Hey, Shaq. Right, I appreciate you joining us. All right. Thank you. This is the Douglas Eugene Gottlieb show. I saw this today. Jake Long retired after nine seasons. And one of the cool things about social media is, like, you don't have to have a press conference. You can just write up your own thank you. And it can be from your words, from your heart. At Jake Long 77, he starts. Football has been something that I have put my entire life and soul into. I've always given it the game, the respect, the attention to detail it demands. As I continue my recent rehab, I realize that although my heart and mind still want to play, my body is telling me something completely different mentally and physically. I have given the game everything I possibly could. I love playing and will definitely miss it. Uh, He goes on to thank Dr. Andrews, who fixed up his body, Tom Condon, his agent at CAA, and Coach Carr, Lloyd Carr, who he played for at the University of Michigan. Sweet. So we're on in uh, Green Bay. I appreciate that. We were previously on somewhere else in Green Bay. We were killing it. Now we'll kill it on uh, 1440 AM and 1019 FM in Green Bay. Awesome. And the interesting thing about uh, Jake Long is, there's a lot of interesting things. How would you characterize his career? Because I think many of you would say, uh, Jake Long, Chris Long, they're brothers, right? Uh, That's the first thing that comes to my mind. The second thing is Jake Long was the Dolphins should have taken him, should have taken Matt Ryan, not taken him. But Jake Long was the number one overall pick. He was in four Pro Bowls. And Pro Bowls aren't always indicative of having a great season. Let's be honest, Vince Young was in a Pro Bowl after his rookie season. Like once you get to the B, C, and D selections for Pro Bowls. But when you're a first-team All-Pro, albeit just one year, a second-team All-Pro another year, that's pretty solid stuff. And he was on the All-Rookie team in 08. So early on, he had a very good start to his career. Very good start to his career. But then injuries took their toll, and he was never again the same football player. But the thing about Jake Long is, if you asked, I think most people would say, well, he wasn't a bust, but he was just okay. He wasn't very good. That's because he was the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. He, there's something interesting we're going to do with whoever is the number one pick in the draft. Like, Miles Garrett is probably going to be the number one pick on Thursday. And we got great draft coverage from Philadelphia. Jay Glazer is going to be doing live coverage on Fox Sports Radio in Philadelphia. So you'll get, and unlike... CBS and ESPN, those guys can't break the picks early. I don't believe Fox has has those rules. So you'll probably, if you want to hear all the picks and you don't want to wait around for all the picks, like just turn in, tune in to hear Jay and you'll get all the picks and all the insight, all the information, whether or not Garoppolo is going to be traded or not uh, early on Fox Sports Radio. But like you look around and Vernon Golston went six to the Jets. Now Vernon Golston was a bust. He played on three different teams. He was done in the NFL by 2012. 
So let me hit you with with Jake Long. He played for about a decade in the league, which I know the average NFL player only plays, what, four years? Some of those stats are skewed because there's lots of guys that get a cup of coffee, one, because they're borderline players, two, because of injury, and three, because that's just the nature of So there's the idea that four is the is the average. It's not really for the average. If you cut away the bottom five guys on each team's roster, the average length to an NFL player's career would probably be in the eight to eight, eight year range, right? Like six to eight. But even that, even that he probably overachieved. The difference in how you judge Jake Long is not that he was injured. He was injured. It's that he was the number one pick. And it's fascinating. Like, when we think of NBA draft bust, we all think of number one overall picks like Anthony Bennett most recently with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But we don't necessarily, or Greg Oden, number one pick because Kevin Durant was drafted behind him. We don't think of Hashim Thabit, number two pick. We don't think of Derek Williams, who's still in the league but bouncing around. There's something different about the way we as fans view the number one pick. And so it's something that Cleveland has to take into account. I, I think it helps them if Miles Garrett, even if he's just okay, the fact that he's not a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, something we can see if they're successful. Because be honest, unless you're a fan of the teams that Jake Long played for, do you really have any idea how well he played? You only really know when they screw up. Right? Oh, Jake Long missed a, ta- missed a block. That's why he gave up the sack, correct? Like, we don't focus on the inner workings and offensive line play. We don't know who who got what block and who didn't. We we usually blame the quarterback or blame the wide receiver or the offensive line as a whole, or if a guy gets embarrassed. But because he was the number one overall pick, he's judged on a completely different scale than anybody who's drafted even one spot behind him. Mm-hmm. Excuse you, fine sir. This is the Doug Gottlieb show. Blake Griffin hurt, hurts his big toe. That's like the most Blake Griffin injury ever, isn't it? Right? Last year, he got hurt when he punched his buddy. This year, he hurts his toe. Uh, he's, there's a body like Tarzan dude. Like Blake Griffin walks in, he blocks out the sun. Like, I don't think he's really 6'9", uh, 6'10". He's like more 6'8", 6'9", whatever. But like the guy looks like he could play football, he could play basketball. He could, he could be in the WWE, and no one would bat an eye. And the idea that a man that large would, one, hurt himself punching his friend at a bar, or two, hurt his toe. You hurt your toe? And look, I have no doubt that he is not hurt, he is injured. Right? Like he hurt the plantar fascia of his big toe. And anytime they start to use words like plantar fascia, that's the bottom side of it. Anybody who's had plantar fasciitis, um, that's, you know, that's, again, that's the bottom part of your foot, and you get the sense that he probably tore it. Right? It means you probably can't move his big toe. And as much as you're like, how much do I reuse my big toe? A lot. A lot more than you think. But the idea that it's not like a major, and he did have a major knee injury his first year. That's why he missed his entire first year in the NBA. Like, he's had more what we could consider legitimate injuries. But when you have a guy who's, I don't know, let's say 6'9", let's say 250 pounds, he has literally jumped over a car before. He coined the term Mozgov, being Mozgov, because he Mozgoved Mozgov, right? Like one of the most ferocious dunks in the history, and there's been a lot of ferocious dunks, and it wasn't, there's been some that are throw-ins, some that are dunks, but he Mozgov Mozgov, right? For that guy to be out 
for the rest of the playoffs because he hurt his toe is like the most, if you're a Blake Griffin hater, you're like, dude, really? Really? I mean, the Clippers weren't anything until they became Lob City, and they became Lob City because that was their thing, right? They had him, they had DeAndre Jordan, they throw lobs. And sure, could he have become a better perimeter player? Is he a bit of an enigma in that you you need him to win, but you need him to be better to win big? Like, yeah, all that's fair. But Blake Griffin hurting his toe is easily the most Blake Griffin thing ever. Really, really is. Hey. This is the Doug Gottlieb show. We're struggling. We as as older people struggle to adjust. And there's just we have it. There's a completely different sensibility about marijuana. And I get it that weed is stronger now than it used to be. I didn't smoke weed when I was a kid. So I can't tell you if it's changed. Like, man, when I was a kid and I was smoking like I didn't I, I that was I was a basketball nerd. Okay? I was a sports nerd. I didn't I didn't do that. But we have, there's a different sensibility about drugs. Like, look, it's legal in many states. I think it's going to be legal in this state in October or something like that. It's not legal until then. It's very confusing. Uh, and other states, most states, it's been decriminalized. And look, I think that Jabril Preppers, who was, let's just be honest, like this whole like, oh, I was sick. I was dehydrated. I was like, stop it. You were smoking weed and you were trying to cleanse your system, right? You're doing the gold seal tea sort of thing, right? So, and you forgot to take the creatine. Is that doing any creatine? Or so I've been told. So, um, look, I, I'm not going to criminalize marijuana for NFL players. I do think that on many levels, they should have uh, higher, the allowance of higher THC. You don't want to make it legal for NFL players. You don't want to have so many kids idolize these NFL players. You don't want to make it, you just, you want to be smart about it, right? Where... Just raise the levels of THC you can have in your system. Use it for pain tolerance and pain uh, alleviation, if you will. So you can get a doctor's note. You can smoke it. And it's fine. The difference is when you're preparing for an NFL draft combine, like, look, what, what are the two or three things you know you're going to have to do? You're going to have to bench press. You're going to have to do the 40. You're going to have to do the Wonderlick test. And you got to do the vertical leap. That's, I'm on four. And then you got you got to take a weed test, right? Like, this is not that hard. It wasn't like, like, oh, there's a weed test? Damn, I didn't know. It's not like you walk in on a Monday after a holiday week or after a, a spring break and your teacher pops on a pop quiz. You're like, I had no idea that I had to keep up with the syllabus and read and I got a pip. Like, no, 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 no. Everybody knows there's a weed test at the combine. Guys don't know anything about the agility. They can't answer. They don't really know how the Wonderlick score. We don't know anything. Like, just give me a 40. Give me a vertical. Give me a bench. There's going to be a weed test. And there's going to be a Wonderlick. So I don't really, I, I don't have any sympathy for it. And I don't think it's, hey, this guy's, one, it might be a sign that you're a weed guy, which could be a problem. Like any, There's a difference between a guy who smokes weed and a weed guy. We, we, we know the two, right? It's like the guy who has a beer and a guy who, like, that's what he, every afternoon he gets home, Johnny Manziel's it, right? But there is a different sensibility. There's a, it's. Like, look, the world is different. And here's where I bring in the Daryl Moore. He was bringing up airplane. And one thing that I've worked to do in this business, as this is like year 15 of national radio is, like, we're not going to use Caddyshack references. Big hitter dilemma. Long, flowing robes. Like, you're not going to. Why? Because do you know what year Caddyshack came out? Like, 
Ryan Music wasn't even a twinkle in his parents' eye when Caddyshack came out. Like Fletch, which is a great movie. Can't use a Fletch reference. You have a certain time, Doc? That, that doesn't resonate with people. Airplane, you speak jive? I speak jive. Like those things don't, they don't work. Because kids are different. They just are. They grew up with all of these channels. We grew up when the president was on, the president was on every single channel. Um, and the, 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 the tough adjustment for the older generation to make is it's just a completely different feeling about weed. It just is. Now, it doesn't mean I give Jabril Peppers a pass, but I do understand that society views it differently and players are simply snapshot of society. So when I hear Bill Polian say this, and no one that I can think of who's tested positive or who has come up with a positive test at the Combine has ever really succeeded. Just keep that in mind as you make the decision. Well, that's not true. Warren Sapp succeeded, didn't he? Like, look, Warren Sapp has been a mess at times off the football field, but like Warren Sapp did, in fact, succeed. And this is going back 20 years ago. He tested positive at the Combine. So do I, do I, am I, I was concerned about Jabril Peppers because he doesn't have a true position. He was just a really good football player. He did everything well. And I don't know if he'll be able to do as many things well. Like you do kind of have to focus your efforts on one position. And yet he did, he did kind of everything when he was at, at Michigan. But the idea that no one has ever failed a drug test and done well, well, like that's not really true. I mean, Lawrence Taylor's arguably the greatest rush linebacker in the history of the game, and who knows how many games that he was high for. I'm not giving it a pass, but I'm just saying that's kind of misremembering things. Speaking of misremembering. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 